0: things in rugby at the moment, but still some important rugby to hear about. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Welsh coach Wayne Pivak pays tribute to captain Alwyn Jones, who will draw level with All Blacks legend Richie McCaw. On 148 international caps on Saturday.
1: You know, he's the ultimate professional, really. Every country will have somebody they say is the ultimate professional. In Wales, he is that guy. But he is world class. There's no doubt about it. A tough day at
0: the office for Wales women in England, but Captain Shew and Lillycraft still confident they're heading in the right direction.
2: What you can't fault is, is the girls' heart and, you know, I want them desired to get better and play for each other, you know. That you've just got to keep remembering and reminding and, and the public, you know, what journey we're on. Well Wales under 20s bounced back from opening defeat to Italy and Ireland
0: with wins over France and now England.
3: They've shown how much they've grown as a team and there's some good character to bounce back for them too, and we've had two really good results and well deserved results, I think.
0: Captain Jack Morgan there, much more from the under 20s camp coming up. But we'll start with the Wales-Scotland match at the Principality Stadium. Lots going on around the world in terms of coronavirus, but the official advice is that the match can go ahead. It's obviously a factor, though, for coach Wayne Pivak, a subject he dealt with as he announced the side to play Scotland.
1: I mean, I'm across it with um, Martin, our team manager, but for the rest of the, the blokes, it's pretty much um, work as normal. We're in isolation, really, in, in this camp scenario, and so the guys are prepared well. Looking forward to the weekend because last couple of games have been uh, frustrating for probably everybody concerned, watching and playing and that we've made a few errors at critical times and lost a couple of close games so we like the opportunity to get back out there and see if we can get that performance that we're looking for being uh, spread across the 80 minutes and having more control than we we have had at times.
4: Have you had to increase the medical precautions that are taken at all within the camp this week?
1: Uh, We've certainly had a briefing from the head of our medical team in terms of just good practice in terms of making sure that we're very hygienic in everything we do and give ourselves the best opportunity to stay uh, healthy and uh, yeah, free of anything that's going around. We'll follow those decisions whichever way they go and that's just the way it is, It's what we do.
4: Looking at the uh, team selection itself, uh, Will Griff John brought in for his uh, debut, what are you hoping that uh, he will provide?
1: Well, certainly he's got a reputation for being a good scrummager, he's been playing the premiership now for a number of years and with some success, so look, he's been in and out with popping back to uh, Sale and uh, weekends where we don't have games, and so he's had a workload there. He's been training with us. He, he's up to speed with what we're doing and now. With a couple of injuries, he uh, he gets the opportunities. So he's really looking forward to his first cap.
4: And Reece Webb probably feels similar. <coughs> to his first start in uh, more than two years. You've shuffled the deck a bit at Scrim half this year
1: we have, and it's not the only position. We sort of said at the start of the campaign that obviously we're here to win it, and that's not going to happen now. But the other thing we wanted to do was every player to leave the camp in better shape than they came in, in terms of their knowledge, and that will happen. But also for us to learn as much as we can about the players and for everybody, where possible, to get an opportunity, because clearly we're building towards 2023. Tell
5: us, Wayne, how you're feeling about your captain equaling the, the test record and give us a perspective from a, a New Zealander, if you like, that... From outside of the esteem and regard with which Alan when has held in
1: the game. Yeah, I think you just need to speak to anybody that he plays against, and, and they'll tell you, uh, you know, what it's like to play against, and they hold him in high regard. I've seen firsthand what Alan does, not only on the field, but um, in terms of the training and in our environment, in terms of his leadership off the field. It's just huge. At training, you know, the whistle blows and we'll shift from one drill to another, and he's up and just sprinting, and he's the first guy there every single time. And then you see on the field, when he gets up off the ground, he's gone. It's just, you know, he's the ultimate professional, really. Every country will have somebody they say is the ultimate professional. In Wales, he is that guy. But he is world class. There is no doubt about it. Look, I'm just full of praise for him, and I've only just worked with him for a number of weeks. But equalling the record will be a proud moment for him, and all going well, he'll break that record, and that'll be an even prouder moment.
5: He was very angry and frustrated at the end of the game last week, after the incident with Joe Marler. You've had a few days to reflect on it. Look at the video. Do you share that anger and frustration?
1: Yeah, his frustration wasn't with any organisation. It was the fact that the matter wasn't dealt with on the field at the time, and that's what he was trying to express. That the processes that will follow, they'll take their due course. But uh, he was just frustrated that if something happens, sanction later on, that doesn't change the game. Where what would have happened if it went, if the TMO had uh, spoken to the referee? what's sanctioned during a game for that? Would it have been a red card? Could have been a different test match? We could be alive in the competition. So his frustration is around the fact that I think thousands of people saw the event at the time barring the people that were looking at the video. Look, we're role models, we're all role models for the young people, the next generation of player and there are rules in the game and and you, you can't go outside those rules. If you do, then you face punishment.
4: And overall, how important is this game to how your first season
1: in charge will be seen, do you think? Well, firstly, from within our group, it's a, it's a massive game for us. It's a very, very important game because what the people at the games and watching on TV don't see is what we're trying to achieve and um, the work that's going in behind the scenes to achieve that. Uh, the way we want to play the game leading through to the World Cup, and this has been a stepping stone for us. We haven't been entirely happy, obviously, with the results, and no doubt the public wouldn't be happy either. But... What we're seeing is an improvement in the areas that we're making the change and it's within our control. I think the 15-minute period after we'd scored straight after half-time in the England match I think was the game-changing moments and uh, if you look at that, we had control of the situation in terms of where we played the game and we chose to play the game in our half of the field um, and that's not the game management that we want going forward.
0: So on to the rugby and as we heard there, it's a first cup for sale prop Will John.
6: I Means a hell of a lot. Obviously, um, feels like it's been a long time coming, and pleased to finally be able to be playing on the big stage.
4: It's been a bit of a, a long and winding road since Wales Under-20s days.
6: Yeah, it's been um, quite unusual, maybe quite difficult at times too, but you know, very enjoyable as well.
4: Were there times where you thought, mm, "I'm not going to get?"
6: Not really, no. In the game? Um, no, I don't think so. I always felt that I had the ability to, but yeah, took a little bit longer than I expected. But yeah, I always thought I'd be able to do it.
4: Spell out in New Zealand, what was the thinking behind that?
6: Just a change of scenery, being in the valleys for, you know, pretty much all my childhood and playing rugby here for the whole time. My agent's from New Zealand, so no-one pulled Tito too. He helped out uh, in going over there and, uh, yeah, just a change of scenery and a change of rugby really and uh, just to get a better experience.
4: When you came back over to the uh, UK, uh, did you still rate your chances then of uh, getting an international cap?
6: Going to the Championship first, you know, I didn't really think about too much of that uh, initially. But yeah, I always thought that I'd still be able to get the chance at some point.
4: Very much uh, a Welshman, despite your uh, birth in England and uh, Mm -hmm.
6: travelling times? Uh, Yeah, grew up in the Rhondda. The whole side of my dad's family is Welsh, Uh, so yeah, very much Welsh, yes.
4: So, don't be modest, what do you hope to bring to this Welsh side? What would you say were your qualities if someone wanted you to write a rugby CV?
6: I'm rather large, so yeah, just just a bit of bit of uh, physicality, really. I'm just hoping to smack some boys around. Enjoy
4: the uh, the scrum and the uh, the physical work of it, then.
6: Yeah, of course. I suppose that's what I've enjoyed at Sale, you know, being around a load of sappers, and that's what Dorian West has brought in up there. So yeah, hopefully being uh, to bring in some uh, physicality in the front row. Do you think you'll
4: appreciate the moment more at the age of 27 and having had several years of professional rugby under
6: your belt? Yeah, definitely feeling a bit, feeling a lot more mature about it and, you know, being able to take it all in a lot more.
5: Tell me about Sale and the part they played, and particularly Steve Diamond. What kind of impact has he had on
6: your career? Obviously, he's you know, he's put a lot of faith in me, bringing him out from Doncaster. It's nice to be around people like Steve who, he's a very confident person and, he, you know, has a lot of belief in what Sale can do. And then there's a lot of other boys there that, you know, see that too. So there's a lot of boys buying into that and, you know, it's a really big squad effort up there at the moment.
5: Is he a guy that gives you a lot of belief?
6: Yes, apart from Steve, you know, a lot of the coaches like that too. A lot of them try to bring in a lot of confidence to the team.
5: You're well-travelled how would you describe your accent these
6: days? Maybe Kiwi predominantly, but there's a bit of Welsh in there and maybe a bit of Mancunian in there too sometimes. Was it always
7: rugby?
6: Pretty much. My dad was a professional footballer. This is quite a while ago, you know, played for Plymouth Argyle, Swansea, uh, Millwall. My dad actually put me into rugby first. Did play a bit of footy in uh, primary. But, um, yeah, I was, I was a little bit too big for football, you know, in primary, so I just stuck to the rugby, you know, from 11 years of age. Those tough days that on the training, in the freezing cold weather, on a cold evening and poor, so thinking about it now helped a lot.
5: If this game did bite the dust, as some others are at the moment in different sports, how devastated would you feel?
6: I don't know about devastated, but, yeah, I'd, I'd be very... Uh, yeah, I'd be pretty, uh, okay, yeah, I'd, I'd be devastated, yeah.
8: <laughs>
6: yeah, to wait this long to finally get the chance to get a cap and then all of a sudden have it pulled away, yeah, it'd be very unfortunate. It certainly would be.
0: Lock Corey Hill returns to the starting lineup after a few injury problems over the last 12 months.
7: Yeah, it's great. It's a bit of a relief, to be honest. Is um, Obviously coming to campaign, hoping for a big one, and obviously got injured just after the first game, which was obviously disappointing and pretty frustrating as well haven't been out for a long time so, so yeah look really excited and really looking forward to Saturday. We targeted the England game, had a little little bit of a setback so, so yeah look it's perfect timing and unfortunately Jake got injured on the weekend which is, is never great for anyone but yeah look it's, it's my chance this weekend and hopefully I can take that chance and, and finish on a high. And hopefully put the
4: last what 12 months or so behind
7: you. Yeah touch what is it? <laughs> yeah it's been frustrating 12 months I've come back obviously got on the bench lately the game and and then pulled my hamstring, so it wasn't ideal, but, look, I've worked hard to get back and, and keep the fitness up, so managed to get a in jersey and, and really looking forward to it.
4: What about uh, the task for the Welsh forwards on, on Saturday? Points to prove for the Welsh eight this
7: week? Uh, we're at home, look, we, we're really excited for the challenge. We always take it personal, we're on a home patch and we're, and we're willing to put a big performance in, and, yeah, it always starts up front. We speak about it every week. We're hoping we're going to come on top this, uh, this Saturday, especially be physical.
4: Yeah, Scotland's I am one won in Cardiff uh, for a few years now, and they seem rather better this year to be posing rather more of a challenge this week.
7: We've got a couple of good performances, people start speaking about you, look I think we've been on our back for a few losses, probably unluckily um, in a few tight games, so look we're back at home, we're really excited and we certainly want to finish this campaign on a high, hopefully get a win.
4: What's the mood among the players in terms of hoping that the game does go ahead with obviously a lot of other sports having to be postponed or, or played behind uh, Close doors, do
7: you just want to get it done? We're in a professional sport, we've got to park that to the side as we've done. Um not much speaking about it. We got a job to do, we've we've trained really well this week and and yeah, we got a captains run and, and we're ready for the game.
5: What have you made of Scotland in this tournament? Obviously a great win against France.
7: Yeah, they've had a decent campaign and, and they come to Cardiff, but, but yeah, we're at home and, and we we back ourselves every day of the week at home and and yeah, we've got a good record in Cardiff so we're out to put a statement out on the weekend as well as they are, so so I'm sure it'll be a fantastic test match, but we need to get the win now and finish a campaign on a high. Is this
9: something for you that you wanted to really improve on this this year?
7: And you're always looking to improve. You look at, look at Alan Jones. He's no one who spends more time on the training pitch and in the gym or wherever. Whatever he does, he just wants to improve, and he's just, and it's the same as everyone else. I don't think, no matter how much experience you've got, you always want to improve yourself.
2: Talk to me about his
9: influence
7: on the team. Yeah, he's, he's very inspiring. It's great for me to be playing next to him. I've... Been lucky enough to do it a few times and lucky enough to watch him train and play as well. So, yeah, I'm a big massive fan of Alan Jones's. Uh, but, yeah, it's great to play alongside him, as, as you know.
5: With Will Griff John making his debut this weekend, from what you've seen of him in the training and obviously his club performances and what have you, what do you think he might bring to the team this weekend?
7: He's a big old guy. I don't know if you've seen him, I'm sure he's walked in here today. But um, I played Will through um, age grades, throughout the Cardiff Blues and stuff. So, yeah, I know Will pretty well. Obviously he's had to go around the world to get his spot but yeah he's worked hard and he's certainly worked hard in the scrum gym. and he's probably the finished product now he's doing a week in week out in the premiership and prove what he can do so I'm excited to roll on the weekend.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. world's women's six nations campaign's over for now with coronavirus in the scotland women's camp they finished with a defeat in england afterwards we heard from backs coach gareth wyatt and first captain Shuan lillycrap who accepted the home side had been very impressive
2: oh uh, yeah you know you can't take that away from england whatsoever they're, they're one of the best sides in the world for a reason and and, and they performed today you know um what you can't fault is, is the girl's heart and you know I want them desired to get better and play for each other you know that you could have given up easily even when, when the score reached a certain point but we didn't and we just got to keep remembering and, and, and reminding the public you know what journey we're on you know, we had lots of new caps in autumns it's one of the Best competitions in the world is, is the Women's Six Nations. We learn lessons from these games, but we'll learn more from that than, than we will anything else, you know. So we don't need to be deflated. We've got to remember the journey that we're on and, and the lessons that we learned today. Just immensely proud of them.
8: Like Shuan's alluded to, you can't fault you know, the commitment levels and the effort that they show out there. And probably our tried today showed that as well. Pressure and a mistake, capitalized on it and you know, they got their just rewards. Scrum
2: was outstanding, you know, from the first Scrum of the day, Scrum Pen, you know, the front row fronted up in that area massively, or the whole pack did, to be honest. That carried on the theme of the day with the Scrum, so we'll take big positive and big a big reward from that. I thought line-out was a glimpse of some real good stuff there, you know. England are a um, really processed side and they've got some tall girls there but if you look at our size compared to them we're quite small but we took our opportunities in, in, in some line outs we did make a couple of errors but we can review that and fix them we're on a journey and it's not all about the results in this campaign it's where we go from here is the key thing you know
8: you know the girls are working tremendously hard they put so much into it they've got tremendous role models within the squad now and some really talented youngsters coming through and it is a longer journey we're on obviously we're building towards the World Cup and it may be hard to sort of accept today and get fixtures like France but you know, we will we'll learn from them the girls will get the just reward in time
2: One thing I will say it doesn't stop this group of girls they've got big hearts and um, we make lots of sacrifices because of our love of the game and the love of our country and that's where you can't fault and we never take a backward step we're always striving to get better and better and make those sacrifices and that's something that you can't coach or Enforcing the team, that's something that's already within us. So um, I'm always proud of the girls and we've had a great week training. It was a tough day out there. But, you know, as I said, credit to England. They're an outstanding outfit and, and they took their opportunities well today.
8: It'd be wrong to sit there and say we weren't disappointed with the first two results. You know, we know that as a group, we set out our own targets at the start of the campaign. A narrow loss against Italy, which you know, could go the other way on the day if we're a little bit sharper in areas. And you build that momentum and confidence. But it was disappointing the way the first two games go. And then, you know, know, obviously coming in against two of the best sides in the world, the best players in the world, coming to play in places like this in front of 11,000 people. It's a tough learning place for our players, but at the same time, it's an exciting place to come. The girls are prepped so well this week coming into the game. Their attitudes have been spot on. And, you know, they've just gone out there today and made us all proud although they are disappointed naturally in the final score. That was probably one of the best
2: atmospheres I've played in outside of... we always got a great crowd out in France. There's always a great atmosphere out there. This was up there with that, you know, outstanding how many people travelled to London today to support the fixture, get behind England. But one thing I have to say as well is the Welsh support that was here today as well, they really got behind us. So, um, yeah, grateful for the traveling support and everyone that still believes in us, you know, positive messages from people in the crowd afterwards to, to the girls and to myself and the people who are supporting us, haven't given up on us and they, they believe in us. So, um, and they, you know, that from the supporters as well, that, that's so important, that means a lot to us about how they can
8: encourage us going forward as well. We're trying to get to the fifth, fourth best in the world, you know, and if we can achieve that, these sort of results will start to, to get a bit tighter. So I guess in that respect, you know, it is a bit of a longer journey for us, but hopefully, you know, we can look forward now. For a
2: small nation, we front that massively, you know, and it's not all about size. It's about heart. It's about tactical, how we can tactically outplay teams. We're on a journey and we are smaller than some of the bigger nations, but we're early stages of this journey. And and if we can take some of the positives from our performances and keep building on them, then, then we're going to be in a bit different place in the future.
8: Everyone who's come into the team, has certainly shown they're capable of playing at this level I think the key for us is building towards that World Cup you know you could have four day turnaround and it's unlikely you're going to play five games with the same 15 which possibly we have been guilty of in the past so you know, it certainly wouldn't be fair on a, a young 19, 20 year old to come into a, a World Cup game with no experience so you know, it is about blood in the youngsters I guess for us at the moment the autumn was about that and it has led through into the Six Nations as well but the players deserve to be out there as well putting the effort in on the training field pushing the more senior players and certainly having competition for places will naturally raise standards for us.
0: Liz Jones spoke to outside half Robin Wilkins.
9: Robin Wilkins, tough day at the office today against England but that was always to be expected today. Yeah, we knew it was always going to be difficult. I think it kind of followed the tale of the French game where did a lot of good things in that first half but then come the second half and they had the wind with them. They kind of just got over the game line way too easy and You know, a team like England, they're so clinical, they showed their class today. But there's not much more you could have done. Your body's on the line, put everything into the performance today. Oh, yeah, I can never fault the effort of the girls. You know, we're a passionate bunch. You know, England-Wales, there's always that rivalry, point to prove. So I can never fault, you know, the effort the girls put. It's just making sure we have that consistency in attack and defence, where sometimes, you know, we can defend for 20 phases, but then other times they get over the try line after two. So it's just building on that consistency now. And there are definitely positives out there today Oh yeah, absolutely You know, Like I said, sometimes we were making them go for the phases In defence, so we were making them kick It's just getting that consistency that we do that consistently And then in attack then we, I think we played in the right areas a bit better than previous games It's just making sure when we have those chances We're not coughing up a ball as easily as we have been yeah, there was quite a decent platform there from the set-piece. Yeah, the scrum was outstanding, you know, and they set the stall that first scrum, driving them back, and, you know, they kicked on from there then, really, for like, the whole game.
0: Wales well, Under-20s followed up their win over world champions France with a win in England, thanks to a late drop goal by outside-half Sam Costello. Captain Jack Morgan admitted
3: the mood had changed at squad training. Really good uh, in the camp in the campaign. It's a tough start, the first two games, but I think uh, the boys have, have learned from them two games. And the last two against France and England, they've they've shown how much they've grown as a team and it's shown good character to bounce back with them too. And we've had two really good results and uh, well deserved results. I think.
7: But
0: more than just the results themselves, there's been the control, the leadership, the decision making on the field in those two games, especially.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, there's, we've had. Two different conditions we had to play in, so against France was more of a rainy, so we had more of a kicking game and managed game a little bit better. And against England, and we had better platform us up to attack a little bit more, and I think we had an opportunity there to showcase what we had. really good opportunity for us.
0: And then do you get caught up in the emotion like the fans of it at the end, or do you keep a cool head? How does it work?
3: The emotion is always there. I try try to control it as best as I can, but obviously, you know, to get get that win was, was amazing and really good for us as a group of boys. And uh, as you can show from the celebrations afterwards, we we were all chuffed. But uh, yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah, big celebration. As the kick goes, are you a head down or a head up person? More of a head up. Get back to the halfway line. We still still had five minutes to go with that game. Mm. But yeah, no, it was really important. They still had an attack and. Like they threw four passes at the end, otherwise, he was close to them to breaking us on the, on the edge. So, no, it's important to keep your head, head up and uh, try and portray that uh, and get that message across to uh, all the boys.
0: Scotland, what do you know about them? They've had a an interesting Six Nations campaign where they, they've probably shown a bit more than the results.
3: Yeah, they've only had the one result. Every loss they've had has been a, a close one. they played really well and I think they've been quite unlucky in a couple of their losses. But now they're a really good outfit and uh, we lost against them last year and it was a really tough up there. So um, now we're expecting a tough, tough challenge against them, but hopefully we can uh, get another result. Strong up front? Yeah, they are strong up front. They're good all round and they're quite fit and uh, athletic and uh, we expect a really tough challenge against them.
0: What's the feeling in the squad as well coming to the end of the Six Nations there's a bit of a break for everyone and then
3: back together for the, for the Junior World Championship how does that work for you all? We've been concentrating a lot in the camp in the last uh, eight weeks or the two follow weeks and uh, we're really working hard and we, we still got a concentration on for this last week because we don't want it all to go to waste in just the last week and uh, we try not to think Obviously, the main furthest target is the World Championship at the end of the season, but we also want to win every game leading up to that and, and improve as a team and, and stick together. and make, It's important that we get a win on Friday night and perform.
0: And the group that you've got in the Junior World Championship, you could do with all the confidence
3: that comes your way, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's a tough group, but it's the type of group we want, because it's not every day you get an opportunity playing against them type of team. So, so it's a tough group we want, and it's, it's a real, real good challenge for us. So, yeah, we definitely we want to get as, as many results and best performances we can really going into that.
0: Yeah, you look at someone like New Zealand, and it's a team that actually Wales have beaten at under twenties level. And those players who've been involved in that, I think, have grown into their senior careers as a result. It's helped them substantially.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a great platform. Uh, I think the under twenties and great chance for the boys to show where they got and the level they are at playing. And them boys you know from the last time they beat uh, New Zealand. I think a lot of them play senior rugby now and senior caps. So great opportunity for us to see what we can have.
0: And just one last one, Sam Costello. It's now official. I know it's been bubbling around for a while, but he's yeah. joining you down at the Scarlets. You'll be pretty pleased to see him down there.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really chuffed to, uh, to see him down there. You know, uh, looking forward to next season when he joins us. And uh, now it'll be really good to have him there. Really good player. A player staying
0: over in England for a few years to come is Joan Lloyd, who comes into the Wales 20s team at fullback this weekend. He's been splitting the Six Nations campaign between the 20s squad and Bristol.
10: Yeah, it's been a bit a bit of a roller coaster. I wasn't involved in the the first week as I was up with club with Bristol and then came in for the Ireland week and have been back and forth really. So this is my uh first week back now since the Prem games Yeah, it's it's been a strange experience but really really enjoyed it and uh ready to put my all into this, uh, into the team.
0: Gareth Williams was saying there have been a lot of conversations between the management with Pat Lamb and everybody playing a part in it. Were you involved in those conversations or were you just sort of told where you're going next day?
10: <laughs> yeah, I was sort of involved originally. My, my main thing was I obviously love to play for 20s, so um, that was sort of our target. I'd, it's quite difficult balancing. Obviously, I want to put myself in a position to play the Premier Games with Bristol, but at the same time, Wanted to get my twenties cap. I wanted to play with the boys. Um, a lot of my mates are playing in this team, so it's balance between them. But that was the hardest thing. I was talking to Pat, and um, sort of just said like I, I would like to play twenties if it's possible, but at the same time I don't want to put myself out of contention with Bristol. So um, yeah, he's been really understanding with that, and he's helped a lot. I'm guessing he's talked with Gareth, here and they've obviously come to some sort of solution to the dilemma. <laughs> I've packed Bristol for the moment um, for this week. So my full focus is just on this game on Friday. See where it goes from there. Coming up through Cardiff, but the
0: move from Bristol seems to have been a good one for you so far. What's your assessment of it?
10: Yeah, well, it's obviously been a crazy experience so far. So I've enjoyed the move, enjoyed the change. I can't really say what what would have happened if I stayed in Cardiff or anything. So I can't really compare them against each other. But I know I'm enjoying my rugby at the moment, and um, yeah, the move has been a a good move. How do you see your future panning out, or is that a, an unfairly early question? Uh, I've committed the next four years to Bristol, so that's all I'm focusing on at the moment, and that's, gonna be, that's all I'm going to be focusing on for the next four years. What happens after that, obviously don't know what will happen, but uh, yeah, that's my focus for now.
0: What was the thought process behind four years?
10: It was just a, an amazing opportunity. It's the first contract I've ever been offered, so and it's a club which I really enjoy. Uh, I think... Bristol have got a a really good culture and environment building at the moment, and it's still building. It's still in the process. It's nowhere near the finished article at the moment. I think over the next four years, the club's gonna do some exciting things. So I was asked about like the four years. It's obviously a long time, but I'm not gonna be that old coming out with the four years. So um, I thought, uh, well, I enjoy my rugby at Bristol for four years and see what happens from there
0: do you think beyond that do you think you'd yeah, like to play in Wales one day or is it really yeah, a lot can happen uh, before years yeah,
10: yeah exactly I'd, to be honest at the moment it's my first season I'm still in the academy for Bristol so it's just my focus for now is <laughs> breaking into that first team which I want to try and start for the first team and then Obviously, as a young boy, watching the Blues and stuff, I've always enjoyed watching the Blues. I loved playing at the Blues at under-16s. I haven't had any experience with any other regions, but for now, I really just enjoy being up at Bristol. So I haven't really thought about any other clubs.
0: What position do you see yourself long-term? Because flexibility is great, but you you cover a lot of positions. Uh,
10: Outside half, that would be my chosen position. That's where I train with Bristol. I know in a few games I've come on at full-back, or I think I came out of the wing the other day, but outside half is where I see myself playing and where I'd, I'd like to play going forward.
0: Scrum half Ellis Bevan's been making quite a name for himself as they look to build in the last two wins. Definitely
11: put us in a good momentum going into the final game, and in terms of the environment and the culture, it's positive at the moment, and we want to keep it there. Obviously, after the first two games, we performed poorly, so it shows a lot of our character or Khmeriad as I learned in Welsh, going forward into definitely the last game of the Six Nations. What's changed? We've had clarity on the strategies. Everyone's clear with them and bought into them. So going into the French game, we had a clear strategy and then also into the England game. I'm, I'm sure it'll be the same for the Scotland game. French game in particular, a lot was
0: put on the halfbacks and uh, the control that, that you had in that game and in difficult conditions. I mean, have you played in worse? Probably not playing worse, no, but I probably will do. Yeah, at the time,
11: obviously with weather like that comes with the half back stepping up and taking control. And I think Sam and I try to do that, steer the forwards in position. And obviously they had a fantastic game to put us on the front foot. And I think the same with England, the weather wasn't as bad. But again, the, the forwards did a great job putting the platform there for boys to dance around like Sam did and get the try.
0: Exciting game against England as well. Do you get caught up in the emotion of the whole thing a bit?
11: You can't really. Like, I think if you get caught up in the emotion, you go off script and that strategy we try and keep clear to... Um, We'd go off script so when it all gets heated i think you just got to keep a cool head and at times but yeah definitely enjoy the game
0: at the time for sure teacup isn't it thinking clearly under pressure yeah yeah Uh, last couple of minutes uh, a prime example of it
11: yeah for sure and I think um Sam definitely showed that step into the pocket but again the forwards do such a great job week in week out getting that platform for him and for the halfbacks like myself it just makes it all the much easier
0: so just a bit more about yourself Cardiff Met at the moment yeah just describe your own rugby background a bit more
11: yeah so studying currently at Cardiff Met previously at a boarding school in Dorset called Bryanston and played there from year nine all the way up to the upper sixth. I was first team captain there and then came to uni of Cardiff Metropolitan and just that's it really. That's the current status. Obviously playing Wales under 20s. Where do you hope to take it sir, after this? I hope to further my development and if that would be with a club or somewhere else but yeah, I'm definitely um, following the steps of trying to further my rugby to the best ability I can.
0: You play for Cardiff Met That's a good standard, isn't it?
11: Yeah, it's a decent standard. I think it's developed me well coming into this um, standard so um, yeah, I'll carry on there until anything else really happens but no, I'm just focused on the uh, last game at the moment and after that I'll review the Six Nations and be back with the University into the, the quarter-finals of the Bucks competition
0: there's always this debate about people your age is it better to be playing regularly at a level slightly below or playing occasionally sort of going up towards sort of regional level you're playing a good standard of rugby and you're playing regularly yeah for sure and I think that's
11: definitely helped me obviously people are different and people have different views but for me I love rugby so I want to be playing as much as I can I understand sometimes you've got to develop in the gym and stuff and maybe you've got to take time off the pitch but um, for sure I want to be playing rugby and I think the university route for me has been ideal a lot of games different leagues so I get Two different types of rugby I guess in the Welsh Championship it's very different to the the fast flowing rugby you see in the Bucks so um, for sure I've, I've really enjoyed playing a lot of rugby I know some boys don't get that when they're in the regional setup
0: at such a young age but um,
11: yeah it's definitely helped me and I've enjoyed it a lot. So it's an
0: exciting few months, you've obviously got the end of the Six Nations, the yeah. Bucks campaign still alive, Yeah, exactly.
11: And Junior World Championships, a lot going on. Yeah, there is, and it's exciting, but you've just got to take it a game, and it's cliche, but you've got to take it a game at a time. If you look too far ahead, then you're not focused on the, the game that's just in front of you. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely um, taking it a game at a time, but it's very exciting, especially with the this last game and then going to play with my uni mates and then hopefully back here for the
0: Junior World Cup if it's still on. So plenty of rugby still going on this weekend while everyone monitors the wider situation. But until next week from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.